good afternoon good evening welcome to musings with jesus my name is shola thank you for joining me um today we're going to be musing about the good and faithful servant it's not going to be a very long musing but um i think this is just me making good on the promise something that i had mentioned in yesterday's musing when i spoke about the fact that the last fruit of the spirit spirit that we're yet to talk about was about faithfulness and what God expects from us from me in terms of faithfulness and yesterday we talked about we mused about um, God's faithfulness to us so this time around is the other way around today is going to be about my faithfulness to the Lord and um, I think while looking through the scriptures what occurred to me and I, I think when the Bible says that God says, walk before me and be thou perfect, he's, he's really not joking. <laughs> God wants us to be exactly like him. I, I think it's finally dawning on me that when he made man in his own image and in, and in his likeness, he really wanted us to be like him. I mean, just like I guess every parent wants, you know, we want our children to take after us at least, you know. We want to be able to see ourselves in our children somehow you know somehow 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 you want to be able to see yourself either in terms of physical resemblance behavior you know values you know that sort of thing you know for better or for worse you know but that I, I think it's a natural thing and i guess we got that from god so god is himself faithful he puts a lot of premium on being faithful he expects his children to be faithful just like he is yeah and and i guess that's why faithfulness is a fruit of the spirit as well because it is an expression of who god is and by the time i receive his spirit in me and i begin to walk according to that spirit you know that attribute of god just comes through and i think the reason why the bible you know wrote all those fruits specifically down you know love um, kindness temperance you know faith all those things is because he wanted something a checklist <laughs> yeah that's it he wanted a checklist that i could look at to make me know when i am right or when things are not going the way that they should so um yeah so we're talking about the good and faithful servant and um i think we all know what scripture that is talking about it's happened a lot in um in the in in the new testament with jesus where he, he, he talks about parables particularly the parable of the talents where he you know a, a householder was going out and he gave talents to different people and told them things to do with it and you know when he now came back the master came back and he started asking all the servants so what do you do with the talents you know there was some people he had given 10 the servant had given five another one had given one and the bible records in matthew 25 verse 20 to 22 that when he who had received the five talents came forward that he brought five talents more saying master you delivered to me five talents here i have made five talents more and in verse 21 his master said to him well done thou good and faithful servant you have been faithful over a little i will set you over much enter into the joy of your master now when i was much younger i used to wonder about that scripture i used to wonder that you know why would it's not about that logic of faithful in little you know therefore it means that you can be faithful in a lot of things but as i grew older i began to understand it by the time i, I started working in offices becoming a leader observing how people interact I, I really realized that actually 
the ability to be faithful in little things is a is a real indicator of somebody's faithfulness as a whole i observe that very seriously in the work environment even as a parent there are you know some children that you tell them okay i'm going now to before i come back i want you to do xyz or if this auntie or this uncle comes when they come tell them this tell them that when you come home there are some children that will follow it to the letter to the letter and there are some that no matter if you like say it from morning till night they will never ever do it that way and most of the time like if i look at my family you know growing up as a child people around me cousins siblings and all i found out that most most of us we have not changed our behaviors most of the people who were diligent as children over little things like homework they have remained diligent you know all to the end even as professionals and other whatever thing they have been doing those who were not as diligent also in certain things that lack of diligence to also showed up you know generally speaking i would say of course there are always cases of, of people who turn their lives around through the power of god and everything but by and large there are certain character traits that you can see in a small you know when you see it in a small um how will i say mustard seed manifestation it is just a people of a, a, a bigger capability or a bigger deficiency so it can be either positive or negative but jesus was talking here and that is why i guess because i had so the part of that parable that used to feel very unfair to me was when towards the end when the man who had one talent who now decided to go and bury his own talent and then came back and gave his master the exact one talent that he had left with him and that the master now said ah you mean you return to me this one talent like this ah, okay if you knew that you could not do anything with it because you said that my own standards are too high and my wala is too much why couldn't you just take the talent and put it in the bank and let it get um, an interest even if you know that you could not do anything with it how can you just return it to me like this you as in no fruits on it and eventually he now decided that he would take that one talent from the person from that guy and give to one of the other people who already had talents and others were like ah but this man has 10 now he said yes that it's better he gives it to them like that i didn't understand it when i was much younger when i read it as a teenager but now i understand it because it's better it's just like an investment i think now as adults we all understand this so if i i go out and i give my money this person is a is a you know is a financial an investment advisor another person another investment advisor and i give the all of them the same amount of money or even different amounts one guy comes and gives me a lot of returns another guy tells me that my money has not moved of course i'll withdraw close that account now take all the money out and put it somewhere else that's exactly what jesus did but what is most interesting about this is that he's actually using the parable of talent as a metaphor for the kind of gifts that he has put in all our lives and the work that he has committed to each of us to do so what god is saying here is that all of us have been given a talent something that god has invested in us that he has actually apportioned to us in christ jesus and that we're supposed to have to make um, multiply that seed that has been sown in our life it can be anything talent it can be anything it can be it can be anything it can be 
it can be gifts like musical gifts or spiritual gifts it can even be gifts of compassion it can be gifts of kindness it can be gifts of empathy you know it can be anything you know because I, I know people gifts of kindness i know people who are gifted in terms of their ability to empathize with people some is, is their ability to be hospitable you know whatever it can be any everybody has one talent or the other that has been bestowed you know and the portions are different that's what we get from that scripture so some people have what you call one talent some people have many and we see those multi-talented people those ones to whom much is given much is expected so don't envy those multi-talented people because god expects far more from them but the things that he expects what he doesn't want to hear is that we did not give any talent and i think um, my musing on that is like the scripture that comes to mind as i'm talking is where he talked about you know when he saw the fig tree and he saw that it, it, it did not bear any fruit and he cursed it from that day and also when he and that's jesus and when he talked about the fact that he said any tree that does not bear fruit will be honed down that he doesn't want any tree you know encumbering the ground if it's not it's not going to bear fruit that is better you cut it down from the root so that you can plant the tree that will grow and it's true because a dead tree what do you want to do with a dead tree First of all, it's ugly, it's dried, it disfigures the environment, and it's of no use. It cannot, does not provide food. It is, it is, it is taking space that we would have used to, 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 to grow productive crops that will benefit the family or the community. And that's exactly what God says when he calls us the salt of the earth and the light of the world. He expects me to be fruitful. He expects me to be faithful to the talents and the gifts that he has committed into my hand. He expects me to put it to use and put it to work. He's not demanding that it must be tenfold or it must be hundredfold. But what he said is that I cannot just return it back to him empty and not do anything with it. That I must at the barest minimum do what will be the equivalent of carrying the talents and putting it in the bank for it to be generating interest. If I know that I will not I am not ready to exercise myself to really go and you know invest my my talent in the way that he would have wanted me to. The worst case, at least baseline, I must do is find a way of doing at least a minimal um, application of that talent. But that it is not acceptable for me to return the talent back to God in the same shape or form that He gave me without any fruits, no fruits of compassion, no fruits of kindness, no fruits of salvation. No fruits of deliverance, no fruits of um, reconciliation in the lives of other people. It is not acceptable. That's what Jesus is saying. And, and now that I'm reflecting on this, I now realize that He's doing this to warn all of us so that we do not get caught up in the complacency. Like the the, the one talent man, and I wish I had read all that scripture about. Um, encourage us, or let's go and read it, because I think the one talent man, even though he said what he said in a very nasty way, but I think he was he allowed himself to be defeated by the challenges of life. I think is what I'm getting now from this as I'm talking. And thank you God for this. This is a really God is speaking to me now personally because of some you know some some ways I've been feeling you know for this morning and some days you know um, so the the the, the one talent man really felt like it was impossible for he got discouraged he felt the challenges of life were too much and that what god was asking of him was was bigger and what he didn't realize was that that everybody faces those fears everybody faces those feelings of self-doubt everybody faces those feelings of can i really do this but those other people did not allow that fear to hold them back and as they did it, God gave them the grace, the mercy 
for every step and as they move forward the talent was multiplying the, it was creating the opportunity for God to do what he will do because at the end of the day it is the talent the Bible says it is, it is the gift of a man that makes way for him but only as he puts that gift to work it's not by hiding it under a bushel there is no way that any multiplication can happen when the talent is hidden ah father dear lord you are speaking oh you are speaking the man hid the talent he hid it that was the mistake he made if he had just put it to work it would have yielded fruit because a, a fruit gives forth um, a tree gives um, brings forth fruit of his own kind the talent is not my talent now the talent already has the seed of multiplication in it god has locked it into that talent it is the talent of god given to me as a custodian so it already has the miracle seed of multiplication in it i may not realize that but the giver of the talent knows that my own role is just to sow the talent to put it to use then the talent will reproduce that's what he did for joseph talent of um, interpreting dreams it it, 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 it put to work on his behalf even when it looks as if things are not working it was the dream that talent that got him into trouble it was also the talent that brought him out of trouble in Egypt the same thing with Daniel what preserved him throughout his career in captivity in Babylon and you know when also with the kings of the Medes and the Persians it was the talent that God had given him they said oh Daniel we heard that the spirit of the gods is in you the gift that God had that was what made way for Daniel that was what kept him surviving that's that you know they, ah, he was so treasured and feared in the courts of Babylon because they knew that the gift of God was with him. If he had buried that gift, if he had not stirred it up, through all those prayers that he would hold, the 21 days prayer that he held, the scriptures he was reading even in captivity, if he did not stir up that talent, he would have been caught up in the politics of Babylon and they would have killed him as they wanted to. But he stirred up the gift, he stirred up the talent. He was a good and faithful servant. Colossians 1 verse 6 to 8 says, Epaphras is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. So, what I have just done is to pick a few scriptures here and there where the word faithful is coming up. But I think the Holy Spirit has now taken me on a different, you know, a wider tangent now. Merging the parable, you know, the, the faithfulness with the gifts that God has given us. So, because that good and faithful servant is not just being faithful in um in um ah, what's the word now you're not just being faithful in a vacuum is faithful to a purpose faithful to a commitment faithful to a mandate faithful to a gift the gift and the callings of god are without repentance faithful to god's purpose god's calling god's gifting <clears throat> So that that good and faithful servant. So actually, what the master was doing in that parable of the twenty, what um, Matthew twenty-five, parable of the servants was, he was commissioning them. So each one was coming. He would commission you. You know, go into all the world, do this. You know, um, preach the gospel to all men, make disciples of all nations. He was commissioning them. So we have all been commissioned. Though. I have been commissioned. 
whether I realize it or not, I have a, a basket of talents that God has put in me right now that is expecting that when he comes, he's going to examine and see and I'm supposed to return to him the profits that I have made upon those talents. And these are spiritual gifts. This has nothing to do with it. It's not um, I, 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 material at all. That's why I use the word talent. They didn't use the currency that they use at that time. So the spiritual gifts, which can, and when I say spiritual, I don't mean um, casting out devils. I mean it, anything that is not is, is intangible things. They're not, you know. So it can be like I said, gifts of kindness, compassion, empathy, you know, faith, whatever it is. But whatever talent, I think we all know what our talents are. The spiritual talent that God has given us. And it's, how do I know it? My spiritual talent is that gifting that I have that I don't, I never worked for. I myself, I, you know, those things that come naturally. Some is counseling. Some people is counseling. Some people is prayer. You know, it, it could be anything. Some people is hospitality. Some people so gifted in that area because the level at which they do it, nobody can match them. You know, it's a gifting of the Lord, and, you know. And such a person is supposed to use that gifting, you know, for God's purpose, for the expansion of God's kingdom as well. Kings 3 verse 5 to 7 and Solomon said this was when Solomon went to the Lord to ask him you know for when after he, he the throne passed to him and was having a conversation with the Lord and said you have shown great and steadfast love to your servant David my father because he walks before you in faithfulness in righteousness and in uprightness of heart to, toward you and you have kept for him this great and steadfast love and have given him a son to sit on his throne today so solomon himself was testifying before the lord that he knows that the reason why god that that, that god has shown great and steadfast love to his father david is because david walked before god in faithfulness in righteousness and in uprightness of heart and that for that reason god kept for him you know this great and steadfast love and god gave him a son to sit on the throne you know, even though the whole process of that song coming, we know it got us before God still held his promise and gave him a throne because of that love and because of the faithfulness. So faithfulness is a big thing with the Lord. And I think this well done thou good and faithful servant, I think it's a timely um, musing for me and a reflection for me because I think sometimes I think sometimes we I forget that God is spirit, therefore the things that I, that matter to him are the spiritual things that I do, and that you know, even though I may do some things physically that are naturally kind, and all those things are naturally good. What really matters to God is those things that have spiritual value, and that um, for every man it is different. But that those who have been given spiritual talents and spiritual gifts, even if I'm doing naturally good works, until I put those spiritual talents to use, God is not happy. He's not pleased with me. Because he will not want to come and receive that talent back from me in the raw form in which he gave it to me. He needs it to have multiplied. He needs it to have been put to use. He needs it to have yielded fruits of his own. For the Bible says that I have not chosen him, that he chose me and he ordained me that I will bear fruits and that my fruits will remain. I was ordained to bear fruits unto Christ. And that is why he has left all of us here, you know, even after we have received Christ. Otherwise, after you get saved, just carry you up to heaven. It's not, you know, it's for this purpose, actually. I'm, I'm really understanding this parable of talent in a new way. It's actually the Great Commission. Those people were being commissioned 
as of the time he was given the talent because that's what jesus did he knew he had to leave us on earth and then go to heaven but he knew he's also coming back which is what the husband man they said he's still going to come back he's going to come back and ask what have you done with the talent he's going to ask me he's going to ask every child of his so matthew 24 verse 44 to 46 says the faithful and wise servant is he whom when his master comes will find doing what he has asked of him he says for the wise servant whom his master had set over his household to give them their food at the proper time the faithful the, the faithful and wise servant is he who his master when he comes will find so doing so again you know this scripture this is um jesus also reinforcing he says if a master that before he left the house he actually gave an assignment jesus gave us all an assignment <laughs> i'm saying this because i know that even by, by myself sometimes i just like it because i think i'm living or have been living and i think many of us are living as though we are on this earth on our on our own assignment do you, do you understand what i'm saying i know some christians have a very strong sense of a divine assignment divine assignment and a purpose driven a divine purpose driven life but for the most part of it i think most of us are, are living like it's my own life i'm living uh, and then god is an appendage but god sees it as you know once you give your life to me then your life is mine and then you become my light in the world you become my salt of the earth so you go and season where i want you to season how i want you to season who i want you to season when i want you to season and you go and light up the world where when i want so jesus says that the faithful servant is the one whom when he comes back he will find doing exactly what he had commanded the servant to do before he left may that be all our portion in jesus name but it is not just a prayer that we will say amen to the amen is in hearing and in doing something about it colossians 4 7 paul speaking he said tai 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 chikos is a beloved brother and faithful minister and fellow servants in the lord so faithfulness again was something that the disciples would use to describe those members of the body of christ of all brethren who they had seen were very consistent and were very determined and committed to the mandate and the great commission which god had given to each and every one of us so in closing hebrews 3 verse 5 and 6 now moses was faithful in all god's house as a servant to testify to the things that were to be spoken later so he was faithful and moses was a was a was a gave testimony of that which god was going to do you know in later times through his messiah the law was the schoolmaster and the forerunner of the second covenant that was going to come and in verse 6 of hebrews 3 says but christ is faithful over god's house as a son so while moses was faithful in all of god's house as a servant christ was faithful over god's house as a son and he says we the body are his house the body of christ if indeed we hold fast our confidence and our boasting in so the important thing there is that whether it was Moses or whether it was Jesus or whether it was Moses as a servant of Christ and his son, the two of them they were faithful. They were faithful in God's house. So there is one characteristic that is non-negotiable for anybody that is dwelling in God's house, either as a son or as a servant. Of course, all of us are now sons in Christ, but whatever, either under the old covenant before Christ or after the old um the new covenant since christ 
faithfulness being a faithful a good and faithful servant before the lord is non-negotiable may the lord bless the reading of his word father lord we thank you for your word that has come for us today i worship you lord i wish you all a wonderful day thank you so much for listening may the lord continue to bless us and keep us and cause his face to shine upon us and give us all peace in the name of jesus Thank you so much for listening to this edition of Musings with Jesus. Um, If you are already saved, I encourage you to continue in the study of the word and the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But if you are not yet a believer and you are yet to give your life to Christ, you know, maybe you have in the past or you just feel you're at a point where you need to really make a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ and you would like to give your life to Christ, please join me now in a very simple prayer. You can say this after me. You can say it under your breath. You can say it in your heart. The most important thing is that you believe. Romans 10 verse 9 to 10 says, if we believe with our hearts the Lord Jesus and we confess him as Lord, he will save us. And that with our hearts man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So please join me in this um, short prayer. Almighty God, I confess that I am a sinner. I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Uh, please, I would need you to repeat this after me. So let's let's take that again. Almighty God, I confess that I am a sinner. I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he is the way, the truth, and the life. I believe your word that you sent him to the earth to die for my sins and you raised him from the dead for my redemption lord jesus come into my life be my lord and my savior save me from sin and save me from spiritual death create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me help me to know you and to serve you all the days of my life Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, Lord, I thank you for everyone that has prayed this prayer, and I commit them unto you and unto the word of your grace. Thank you for being able, I know that you are the one that is able to build them up and to give them their own inheritance in the saints. Father, let your name be glorified. Show them your way. Show them your will, and let them walk with you in Jesus' name. If you have prayed this prayer, congratulations. You are now a child of God. You have every authority to deal with God as a father. I would recommend that you begin to build a relationship with the word of God through the Bible. And I think a good way to start is to get a good Bible and start reading from Matthew. Read about the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's very self-explanatory. The words will come alive and they will just do miracles in your hearts and in your mind. Um, please stay tuned to this podcast as well because it's an ongoing journey it's a daily podcast we we record every day and i trust god that every day god will give something that would inspire you and make your journey with him and the world even more interesting i would also recommend that you go to www.bibleprojects.com 
which is a site that has the Bible explained in very short and simple narrative videos. It also has podcast recordings. There's a YouTube channel. You can check it out as well. I think BibleProject.com is an excellent introduction to the Word of God and what it means to be part of the unified story in Christ Jesus. And finally, I would also recommend that you find a community of Bible believers near you, um, informally, online, wherever it may be. And um, let's share this experience and begin to build the journey as you would. If you would also like, you could also record a voice message and send it to me on my channel through Anchor FM Musings with Jesus. I wish you all the best in your ongoing journey with the Lord. And I believe that the Lord will keep you and bless you. Thank you for joining and for being a part of this. God bless you.